Need a few minutes to reset? Great Minds is a podcast from SBS that guides you through different meditation styles from around the world. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Gradual woman Denny Francisco is the founder and designer of fashion brand Ngali. She's a successful fashion designer and winner of the National Indigenous Fashion Awards in 2021 and 2022. Denny has previously spent time as a fashion director in Los Angeles and has also created a children's clothing line in Australia. She has also been part of Country to Couture and IFP Pathways. As nominations for NIFAS 2023 have opened, Denny Francisco caught up with NITV Radio's Sharka Pekova to share her story, her journey into fashion, her labels, and the NIFA Awards. I started Billy Cut Clothing with a colleague of mine, Neve McCall. That was when our children were probably in that age group. And uh, we did it through a direct sale method, which was probably today it would be the internet or the e-commerce version where we took the product directly to consumers. Mm-hmm. Is it still running? No, it's it's not. Uh, so that business uh, closed in 2000. We were manufacturing all of our clothing in Australia at that time. Then we had a lot of competition for imported children's clothing and so on. So um, you know, finally we made the decision to close the business. Mm. Well, and now you have a new, or not so new anymore, Nagali, a fashion brand. And in an interview, you said that you founded uh, this brand in 2018 with the aim of taking Indigenous Australian artwork off the walls and out of souvenir shops and onto quality garments, celebrating and sharing First Nations culture in the process. Can you please tell us more about this? How does it work? How can we imagine your models? So exactly that. I mean, we, we have a, um, so many talented First Nations um, creatives and artists scattered throughout the country. And one of the things that I was aware of is that, you know, sometimes um, so many people don't get to see that incredible artwork, either because they're in very remote areas or um, they need to turn up to art galleries and so on. So I was actually thinking, what would it be like if we were able to translate those artworks, not for to be exact the same as the artwork but a translation of the artwork that then could be put onto uh, fabric prints and then um, made it into uh, high quality garments as you say so that way that we could give more reach uh, for our first nations artists uh, but also to as a way of celebrating culture and and country and supporting the artists communities and and then i guess you know also too with supporting our children's education which is part of what we do through our our sales avenue mm-hmm. and who is this fashion for where can we uh, see who can wear it <laughs> Yes, well, who can, who can wear it? Look, it, it's really designed to be what we call it to be ageless, um, trendless and timeless. So <laughs> what do we mean by that is that we started thinking that it would be appeal to an audience of, of, say, you know, 30 to 50. It seems like it's more now with the history of our sales and how that happens. It's more 25 through to 75 because the silhouettes are very simple in, in construct because it's the artwork that is the hero. And then 
we don't design for a particular season in terms of it doesn't stop and then start. So you don't stop one collection and start a completely uh, new one. So that's why we say that it's actually seasonless. So that um, it's like having the product that we do is it's kind of on a journey. And then it's not really connected to trends, you know, like trends that actually start and then they get sort of in inverted commas out of fashion. So we don't work that way. We just work at having really amazing garments with incredible prints that are really comfortable to wear that you can just about wear anywhere at any time of the year, depending on how you layer them up and how you create the looks yourself around the products that you have. Mm-hmm. And how did you get into fashion in the first place? Look, it's, it's an interesting question. I'm not really quite sure. I think that I've, I've sort of like always had um, an interest in things, you know, creative things. And I guess that fashion is a way of being able to play with that. You know, when you're younger too, you, it's not that difficult to access knitting yarns, you know, to, to knit sweaters or fabrics that you could play around with to create something um, that hadn't existed before. So I think that I really got into it by simply just playing with materials, I guess. Hmm. And what is your inspiration? I think as a First Nations person, we get a lot of inspiration from country, being out on, on country into big, wide open spaces. Um, and there's a, you know, is a beautiful connection that comes from that. And it feels like there's a lot of room for creativity to come to the surface there. And then also to, of course, being really uh, inspired by the artworks and the creativity that exists within you know, our culture and, and all of the, the different types, I guess, of, um, of creatives that do things in different ways, whether or not it's people that, um, uh, that are doing paintings or making accessories or weaving or dyeing. So all of those sort of elements that make up fashion in one way or another are all inspirational. Hmm. Were there or what were your challenges when you got into the fashion world? Well, um, I guess, you know, we started in 2000, uh, in September 2018. So perhaps one of our biggest challenges was COVID, which was hmm. um, the challenges of, of many, of course. Um, but I, I think it's, I think as a small business owner, the challenges come with having the resources that you need. So the, the human resources that you need to sort of like help you to bring your vision to, to reality because human resources or people that you bring on into your business, you know, it costs money to do that. So it's, it's really, um, you know, being able to manage that financial, the financial elements of a startup. Hmm. You won the National Indigenous Fashion Awards in 21 and 22. What did that mean for you personally and for your business as well? Yeah, look, it's a really interesting question because winning the award had me feel a little uncomfortable. I, I don't think that we do anything on our own. Um, I think that everything that we do is done in one way or another collectively, you know, whether you get inspiration from somebody else or whether you're translating somebody else's artworks, um, whether you're having sort of like discussions that emanate into something that you end up creating by the way of the garments or collections. So it was it was something that I really kind of like had to sit in and it wasn't until I spoke to Lindsay Malay, who was the artist that we were collaborating with or that we still collaborate with, and and he was super excited about that too, that I was able to see it through his through his eyes as well 
that this was another way for his artwork and his creativity to be to be recognised, and that actually had me feel a lot more comfortable about winning the award. And it was equally the same, but heightened um, when we won it for the second year. Mm, that's so beautiful. Well, I, I guess this kind of answers my second question: Why do you think you won? Like, obviously, you were the best, but you know, what do you think in your work that made it stand up? Look, I, you know, I don't know that I was the best and that was why I, I, I won it. I don't think so. Um, like we didn't nominate ourselves um, for either of those awards. It doesn't feel that comfortable to do so. So I don't know who was that nominated. I don't know how many people nominated. Um, I, and, I don't, and, and I don't know how many people didn't get nominated. You know, in terms of um, there may have been other people out there like me who didn't feel comfortable to nominate themselves and then maybe other people, you know, didn't think to nominate them. So because I think that there's so much creativity in our space that I, I think that the award, you know, maybe it could have been won by anybody. Um, I don't know. I, you can tell that I'm actually not that comfortable in um, <laughs> and winning awards. <laughs> <laughs> That's so that's so nice. And what what are your plans for your future work? Can we see your models next? Um, so right now we've just come uh, off the back of Melbourne Fashion Festival where we, we launched our autumn winter range. But next month we, we do have Australian Fashion Week and we have a solo runway. We've been offered a solo runway in that um, in that fashion week, which is actually um, uh, pretty extraordinary. It's exciting um, but terrifying perhaps at the same time. But what it does do is it gives us the opportunity that if we're putting the Gali product clothing on the runway, then, you know, it gives us also to the opportunity to bring in a number of our other creatives who are doing incredible things around accessories and jewellery and, and so on that um, really add um, a special uniqueness to what we're able to show on the runway. But it's also to something that we can share with more of our creatives, which is really what makes it more meaningful. Hmm. Listening to you, I'm wondering, what's your favourite part of the creative process? It's definitely working with the artworks, the translation of the artworks, needing to do that in a really respectful way, um, envisioning how it might be translated, envisioning what it will look like on the garments themselves because you get surprises in that. You get these little surprises that come up when you go and go, oh, that looks amazing. Oh, I didn't think of it or didn't see it like that. Yeah, so it's, so it's fun, it's inspiring and, um, yeah, it's a really kind of enjoyable process to sit in. Mm -hmm. Can we buy your things in shops or how does that work with, with garments like this? Yeah, so we're still you know, basically an e-commerce brand. We did have a temporary uh, store at the international section of the airport in Melbourne for a, a little while and we do have some product in David Jones in Sydney. But I guess people do come into our studio in the Docklands in Melbourne uh, to see our product. We don't have a store presence as as such, and you know, maybe one day we will. Well, Denny, thank you so much for taking your time to talk to us on NATV Radio. That's a pleasure.